Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to our listeners around the world. This show is for you. This show will be 100% giving ideas and tips for your Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, first segment is going to talk about your main course, your meats. Uh, second segment is going to talk about, I have a great pre-recorded interview with Chef Donnell Jones-Craven, and he's going to give you some excellent ideas for your sides on Thanksgiving. Segment three is going to be the KSG podcast. She actually has apps. I didn't even know they existed for Thanksgiving, and she's going to give you some uh, turkey ideas. Uh, segment four, we love our home cooks, and this episode is for you. Uh, we have a huge home cooking audience. Uh, I want to let you guys know this episode is for you. Around the world, home cooks. Uh, segment four is going to be Tony from Weaverville Web Design. He used to work at the Waffle House. He's going to be our home cook. Let's swing it to Matt Marite, our alcohol expert. He's going to give you some alternatives. I did some research. And I found out that 88% of the people eat turkey, but there is 12% that do not. But what? how can we jazz up our turkey? Well, uh, also, when you said apps for the KSG podcast, do you mean... No, 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 apps for yeah, Thanksgiving. Right, like technological or... Yeah. No, she said apps for technological, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was... Uh, I was going to say. I think. Appetizers, do, appetizers doesn't <laughs> seem revolutionary. Confused, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we were talking a little bit, you know, traditional turkey. That is your typical Thanksgiving fare. Now... I'm never one to stray too far from tradition, but I want to take a couple steps away. As an Italian, I love pasta. I want to incorporate that into every possible holiday that I have. Okay. So one of my things that I'm really interested in trying out and doing is taking that wonderful turkey, right? You got to take turkey, and it needs to be ground, and then you can turn it into your very own turkey pasta bake, right? Because if you don't want to eat a whole bird, if you have a smaller Thanksgiving, you know, arrangement, especially this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're not going to want to make a 12, 14-pound turkey. You're not going to want the traditional huge butterball. So why not take a nice pot? It's a pasta bake, essentially a baked ziti, casserole, whatever you want to call it. And ground you, turkey. Yeah, you use your ground turkey, a couple cloves of garlic, uh, you get your basil, rosemary. It all really works because turkey has that kind of flavor and when you bake it you can really lock in the that moisture and those juices that you want from that type of meat and i found out somebody tried to make a joke but the stats show that a lot of people eat lasagna on tur uh, on thanksgiving exactly a lot of people have ham not everyone has turkey what about you amaris any other alternatives to turkey I mean, I I love you know anything beef, so I would go with something that that would be more beefy, like a filet mignon, or uh, no, 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 like oh. a roast beef or something, oh, okay. you know. But um, all, for our vegetarian people out there, you know, they have tofurkey. So I'm just gonna like, <laughs> hey, I know, but we do have vegetarians. Yes, and, we do. Like, we have a huge vegetarian. Yeah, audience. so I just want wanted to plug that for them. And we are going to get a call in any second from our co-host john cole and he's going to be talking about a go ahead matt right uh we're, we're, it's sort of another riff or uh, more of an italian spanish style riff on turkey called the turquetta 
right? Okay. Instead of a porchetta, we're doing turchetta. And I will say I'm a big fan of the ham. We always okay. have ham at, at, at our Thanksgiving meal at home. And I mean, it goes. And I think ham is way better leftover than turkey is. All right. Well, until John calls, good. Uh, do you guys have any uh, different things that you do with a turkey? Have you ever had fried turkey or anything? I mean, deep fried turkey is like something that my family on my father's side does every single year. Um, this year, it's not being done because one, um, it, it gets fried in peanut oil and two, um, oh, and also my nephew, we found out, has an allergy to that. But oh, wow. the second thing is also they're, we're not having the whole family because of, you know, everything that's going on. Well, with the current he can have sides. <laughs> well, that that's why this show is uh, this episode is so important because there's going to be a lot more people cooking at home cooking smaller i encourage everyone 15 minutes into this show you're going to hear from chef craven and he gives wonderful ideas uh for thanksgiving sides that you could do this year i will say that there are numerous ways to cook a turkey um i was researching that i mean there i've i've brined a turkey before and then roasted it it you know infuses it with flavor and um we're actually gonna go to john john cole thank you so much for contributing we were just we just mentioned your fantastic idea uh we were talking about turkey only 88 percent of people eat actual turkey. You have an alternative. Go ahead, John. I do. Uh, first of all, I figured business was about to pick up if I called. <laughs> Second of all, I've had so many people reaching out to me asking why the beer guy is talking about food. You should take a seat until it's time for something cold and gold to be forward. Um, Daddy's home. Um, <laughs> no, I'm glad. I hope everybody out there, you guys having a happy Thanksgiving and all that. Everybody's staying safe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But don't be safe in the kitchen, and that's why I'm calling to talk about something called turkey. Um, it's been around a little bit here and there. People are kind of just turning onto it this year. <clears throat> Essentially, if you're listening to this show, I'm going to assume you have a little bit of food knowledge and background. And it's the turkey version of porchetta, which is when you grab a pork shoulder, bone it out, uh, butterfly it out, and fill it with, you know, there's traditional Italian fillings. Uh, but this show is nothing about traditional. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to talk real quick about turchetta. And turchetta works if you're a dark meat fan like I am, or if you're a breast fan, which I guess most of America uh, they've kind of elevated turkey breast to the top of the food chain. But let me tell you, you probably want to give the dark meat a try for this. Either way, this is something you're going to be able to find real easy in the supermarket. I kind of wanted to pick something that wasn't crazy. I've had people get at me on Twitter, on social media and say, you know, oh, you pick these ingredients from wherever and I can't get to this market. Or You're going to be able to find this pretty much in any supermarket, butcher shop, uh, Amish market, wherever you go, you're going to want to grab a turkey breast or turkey thighs. I'm going to shoot you over to YouTube here because this is a podcast on a TV show. Um, and there's about 15, 1600 different videos on how to bone and butterfly these things out, how to do it safely, how to do it carefully using that skinny boning knife that you've got in your knife drawer or block that you never use. You're like, what the hell are they give me this for? This is what it's for. 
follow the instructions, be careful, be safe. <laughs> and I'm going to say you can do this uh, a couple different ways. And people are going to say, isn't Turketa a roulade? Kind of, I guess. Sure. Um, you want to you think of it that way? That's great. This is something to do where you're not doing that Norman Rockwell bringing the big turkey to the table, especially this year. Let's be honest. A lot of people had a downsized Thanksgiving, right? They're telling people, you know, don't jam 25 people up in a room, you know, with the COVID and all this other stuff. This is something that you can tailor to a smaller Thanksgiving, or you can make three or four of them if you're going to blow out the advice and just have over whoever you want to have over. Um, you can take Turketa South Philly with Italian style breadcrumbs, broccoli rob, provolone. Um, essentially, it's you're pounding the turkey flat. You're filling it with whatever yummy goodness you like. Um, you're carefully rolling it again. That's where you get the term a roll up roulade, however you want to see it. And I would, you know, just if you have to watch the YouTube video twice. Alton Brown has a great one out there. Food Network has about 25 versions of this. Um, I would say that it depends on what some people really are looking for those authentic flavors. Great. You fill it with sage and, um, you know, poultry seasoning, maybe wild rice or cornbread, whatever the stuffing is that you like. You're going to roll this thing up carefully, tie it up, season it, baste it, cook it off. When it comes out and it cools a little bit, you're going to be able to slice this thing. John, and I have you'll a... Be able to, uh, sure, I, go ahead. I have a question for you. Now, would you recommend that they spatchcock it before they debone it? Um, if you're going to use the whole bird, absolutely. Um, the shortcut, if you're going to just get a breast or the thighs then you just kind of want to use the knife to cut along the edge um take the bone out and then you know yeah i mean you know spatchcocking most people associate that with a whole bird and i would love to see people or listeners go with the whole bird because you you just get this great flavor but i'm not going to lie it's a lot of work and it can be a little bit intimidating for someone on their first try uh you want to kind of cut this thing out so you get it nice and flat between two pieces of wax paper or plastic wrap, whatever you have, and you want to gently pound it. And I cannot stress enough gently. I We've had listeners get back to us from last year that they assumed gently pound meant turned into chopped meat. Right. So me that this clear. is not, this is not Rocky in the butcher shop yet. Yeah, do not <laughs> turn this into ground turkey. We're just looking to kind of get this thing nice and flat so that you can fill it with cranberry and stuffing or, you know, whatever you like. I mean, I've done a bunch of these. I've done them with, uh, with bacon and mac and cheese and you roll it up and cook it off. I know some places call that a fatty. Um, (laughs) I know, uh, I've done them uh, buffalo style with hot sauce and celery seed, uh, blue cheese crumbles. You can kind of do these ahead of time, which is why they're good. I mean, we're recording this on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Yep. Hopefully people, this time of year, generally people tend to listen to our show 
with a little bit more uh, promptness yeah. than they would normally. That's normally true. People, I'll get it on the weekend or whatever. Close to the holidays, people really, I believe the numbers show, Kevin's the numbers guy. Absolutely. People listen to our show with a little more urgency right up to the holiday time. So I'd absolutely suggest um, you think about how you want to do this thing. And I know people will be screaming at me like, I want my Thanksgiving dinner. Fair enough. Every, all those flavors you like about Thanksgiving work perfectly here. You can still hit this rule uh, when you slice the porchetta. You can still hit it with gravy if you want to. You can do a cranberry relish with these things. I'll be throwing a lot of this stuff out on social media the next couple of days. I kind of do this every sort of like semi-tradition on Wednesday nights. I throw mm-hmm. a lot of recipes out there for people to use. Um this is something that's a little bit different. This makes now most people, I'm going to say under 50, maybe even under 60, they're really looking for the Thanksgiving dinner's great. You see your family, Uncle Mike, Aunt B, whatever. You're looking forward to those leftovers the next day, the leftover sandwiches. Every family has a recipe, whether it's a club sandwich or a Dagwood or a hoagie, whatever you do. I've seen turkey parm. I've seen everything. When you have porchetta, it makes it very easy for you to slice, put on bread with two pieces of cheese, and throw in a toaster oven or, you know, do on a plancha or an cast iron grill, and you make the best day after Thanksgiving kind of gobbler grilled cheese that you have seen before. And I'll probably be throwing one up this weekend, so check it out on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And this is something and, that, um, uh, with with the way it's shaped, you could uh, cut it up, you could take it over to somebody's house if you're dropping them off some Thanksgiving eats, yeah. drop off some leftovers if you like. This is, uh, this is portable, which is something that's big for this year. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. One of the first times I took a shot at this we were doing um, Thanksgiving dinner at a National Guard armory. And, you know, this was during the, the conflict in Iraq. And those military families didn't have a lot. They were really kind of bummed out about not having moms and dads at home. This was a way for us to very quickly make sure everybody got something on their plate. I think we were asked to cook for 60. We had like 200 people show up. Wow. Just, mm-hmm. you know, they were hungry and they wanted Thanksgiving. So we decided to kind of go the turquetta route. We didn't use that term then. We called it a roulade. But essentially, everybody got that sit-down meal with those tastes of cranberry and sage and, you know, stuffing, wild rice, that sort of stuff. And it, it works, and it made it very easy. You know, we put it in a container, and everybody took it home, and, and they loved it. And, John, I want to make sure everyone knows that you give out all this great info at uh, on Twitter at J underscore Cole is that correct? It is. It is. I've been there for nine years, I think, and I guess about seven years ago I started. Usually on the night of, usually the night of the twenty third, not Christmas Eve, the night of the twenty third, and then what they call, I guess, uh, Black Wednesday, that day before Thanksgiving. But I was telling you, I fr- spent uh, a lot of the day. Yeah, I was telling a friend of mine about what you're going to talk about, and they want to see, you know, your photos and everything. So would I? Would you recommend J underscore Cole on Twitter for them to see that? Yeah, or, or you or can Instagram. go to. I was scolded by one of the people on the panel that I was an insufficient Instagrammer. 
So I've been trying to put more stuff on Instagram. Um, so I'll probably get stuff up on Instagram probably Friday. We'll have a somewhat traditional dinner Thursday. And on Friday, we'll pr- I'll probably be turning these into sandwiches. Nice. Um, doing different versions of them. <clears throat> And John, sort of, I'll I'll stay on top of you, tr- bugging you to take take pictures and push them yeah. out. Because <laughs> I told I told three friends of mine, they're like, dude, that sounds so fantastic. Uh, how do I see his photos? So it's J underscore C O H L on Twitter. H L on Twitter. Yeah, they'll be up. Up. I might. You know what? I want. I was thinking about doing one tonight, like okay. a little bit of a practice run. I have to see if. Uh, and here's the deal: a you can turkey do I'll just throw run this out real quick because. <clears throat> are you um, are you are you gonna try making a turkey before thanksgiving or is this well turkey thighs i'm gonna try to yeah. do smaller ones either tonight or tomorrow night nice one of the things i like about using turkey thighs to do this is you can almost do individual portions you know what i mean you right. can mm-hmm. do one Italian. You can do one traditional you can do one i mean i've seen people do these where they're filling them with like uh, chorizo and yellow rice and stuff right. like that. Um, this is the kind of thing where you can take thighs and do individual portions. You can do the breast or you can take the turkey and do the whole the whole thing. And I'll tell you this right now. Once you spatchcock that bird, before you wrap it, slide some bacon. Now, I use pork roll, but not everybody is the pork roll fanatic I am. Slide some bacon or pork roll under the skin and next to the turkey meat. Wow. So you roll it, and when you bake this thing off, you get the turkey meat. Uh, essentially, it's self-basting. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. I would maybe recommend, you know, putting uh, your herbs and whatnot on the bacon, too, before you slide it under the skin. Yeah, that um, a lot of times, and for people that are not into bacon for, you know, maybe dietary or cultural reasons, there's no reason you can't take some butter, let it soften, salt, pepper, herbs, maybe a little lemon juice and lemon zest, mix it up, put it back in the fridge for a little while. Then it can go under the skin at go time and you get this really nice basting effect and you get the herbaceousness people look for. That's one of the things they don't talk about. Everyone talks about it's this, it's that. There are herbs we use at Thanksgiving, which most people don't use all year round. You know, you don't, you don't see a lot of sage burgers. You know what I mean? Right. You don't see a lot of that stuff, and people love these flavors. Uh, even if it's just your your, your poultry seasoning. Right. Every store's got poultry seasoning right now, you know, or, or Thanksgiving seasoning, as they call it. And you There can are he- herbs and spices in there that you don't use all year. And our listeners can hear all of these great ideas, because that is a fabulous idea, just by going to Philly Restaurant Reviews. Go to the Food Radio Show, and John has an entire litany of shows that you can listen to that give great ideas like that. So, John, we want to thank you, J underscore Cole, on Twitter to see your stuff. Let me just throw this out there real quick before I go. Anybody has questions, and I tell people this every year, I try to get through my notifications as much as possible. If you have some kind of kitchen crisis, uh, at me. Get, find me on social media, oh. and I'll try to talk people through it. I've, a couple of years ago, I was I had my phone in my hand till it practically went dead. Well, I'll uh, tell you, that's get the, at me, and I'll try to help you through it. That's the best tip of the day, my friend. That is fantastic. We can't wait to talk to you again, John. Thank you. Happy.
happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, John. Thanksgiving. Thank Bye-bye, you, John. Everybody. All right. That was John Cole. What a heck of an idea. Uh, once again, we're, we're covering, we covered the main dish. We're going to go to a great interview right now with Chef Donnell Jones Craven, uh, who gives you uh, a fantastic ideas for your Thanksgiving sides. We're going to go to that interview right now, uh, and we'll be back. Dining on a Dime is thrilled with our Thanksgiving show today. Now, every year, Thanksgiving is our Super Bowl. So we get the very best of the best to contribute. Uh, today, we are with one of the most uh, highly skilled and highly resumed <laughs> chefs in the entire tri-state. Chef Dundari Culinary Conversations is his great YouTube channel. Yes. But the chef is going to start out. Uh, by giving you some tips, it's Thanksgiving. What are your favorite sides? Let's talk about sides first. Well, you know, sides are traditional, and they can be non-traditional okay. as it relates to Thanksgiving. We know the typical sides are sweet potatoes and yam casseroles and mac and cheese and cornbread dressing and bread dressing and green beans, as well as... Uh, comes to mind Brussels sprouts which a lot of people shy away from because they had some bad experiences right with Brussels sprouts but the size for Thanksgiving are endless because all the size consists of produce uh, some type of grain and some type of bread and so with that you could be as creative or as traditional as you would like to when we speak about sides um, my wife makes this nice uh, pineapple casserole that she found from watching Paula Dean. How about that? A pineapple casserole. And it complements ham. If you eat ham, even if you eat turkey ham or you eat tofurkey, listen, this pineapple casserole is very simple. It's crushed pineapple, Ritz crackers, cheddar cheese, and some heavy cream, and a few other little small things. But I tell you, when you taste some of that on a fork, and you put a piece of some nice cooked ham, you think you, I mean, you think you went to hog heaven, no less heaven. I'll tell you what, that's what we're looking for. Those are the types of tips we're looking for. You know. Ham, it's a it's a ham, what was it? It's a, a uh, pineapple casserole. Wow. But it's just rich crackers. And they can butter. go to your YouTube channel, Culinary Conversations. Yeah, and I'm they can feature that. ask you to yeah. feature it. That's fantastic. Yeah, sure. Just some of the simplest ingredients can make your side sing. You know, a lot of times, you know, we're used to yams or sweet potatoes that's cooked in a nice brown sugar glaze, and then your marshmallows on top. But you could do something totally different. You could take the yams or sweet potatoes, actually take yams because they have a much more sweeter context than sweet potatoes. You take your sweet potatoes, peel them, then you could slice them up on a mandolin, or you could just slice them thin with a knife, about maybe less than an inch or so. You could boil them real quickly, like a good blanch for three or four minutes, and then take those same sweet potatoes and put them in a Pyrex dish and just lay them kind of like dominoes that's going across. Then the liquid from the sweet potatoes, don't throw that away. That's your flavor. Okay. You could take cinnamon sticks and put in that. You could put butter. You could put maple syrup. You could put craisins in that. You could put uh, a few walnuts in that. 
and let that reduce down very slow. And then you could take that and coat that over your sweet potatoes that's all nicely cut, nice rounds going down like dominoes falling down in a Pyrex dish. And you could just cover it real lightly and put that, cover it with that sauce that you made, put that in the oven at like maybe 325 for about 20 minutes and just let those sweet potatoes just bathe in that nice rich sauce that's the liquid is from the potatoes so you're capturing all the mineral and vitamin content and you're just complimenting it with a little honey or maple syrup, a little butter, some cinnamon sticks, some craisins and you put that out on the table and you could get some marshmallows and just put a few marshmallows on it or just hit it with some fresh uh, grated nutmeg. Same thing you're used to doing, but you're just presenting it in a different context. That's actually brilliant. You know? And that is why we're so honored to have you as a good friend of our show. I because that. we only deal with the best. You guys can go to Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S dot com. Mm-hmm. Go to the food radio show section and you'll see that all of the, our guests, most importantly, you. Okay. are the very best in the business. Oh, thank you. And for that, that is because of these tips. Yes. Uh, do you want to move on to another? Uh, yeah, you, I do. A, you could do a um, tradition. We have green beans, heart mm. of Colvert. Nice. Most of the times they're done, they're overcooked. Absolutely. Or they're very, very badly undercooked. So one method you could do is get you a couple pounds of heart of Colvert. Um, Peel the uh, end off to get that middle section out. Do a quick blanch in salt, heavily salted boiling water for about two minutes. Take it out, shock it, and then you can take a nice big saute pan, about medium heat. You can put some olive oil in it and then put a pat of some unsalted butter in it, about maybe two or three pats, and let that just brown out, but make sure it doesn't burn. You can take some diced tomatoes, you could take some fresh basil. Uh, you could take some fresh oregano, some chopped garlic, salt and pepper. Turn the heat up. Let that cook for about two or three minutes. And then add your green beans into it. Oh, uh, okay. And just saute it very quickly. Add a little salt and pepper. And then throw some balsamic glaze in it. Nice. And guess what? You throw the balsamic glaze in it. Everyone has some type of orange, a tangelo, a, a orange, or what's a cutie, right? a mandarin orange. Cut it in half, squeeze that in there, oh, turn nice. the heat off, and take it out and put it on a plate. I'll tell you what, Chef. That, that, that is why we went out of our way to get you on this show. Because I it. you just gave three tips that are not, that are different, that are something interesting, uh, that's fantastic. I mean, I love that strength because, you know, the green bean casserole can ruin the whole meal. It, it sure if, can. If, you, if you're having tough green beans, right. it'll run the whole it'll thing. It'll run the whole meal. And one side dish will ruin that meal. It sure will. One bad side dish. One bad side dish. You're, because you're going to have Aunt Sally going home talking <laughs> about that one bad side dish. Yes. You yes. could have the perfect turkey and the perfect stuffing. Let's talk about stuffing. Do you have any tips for stuffing or uh, dressing? Uh, yeah, the South calls it dressing. The right? South calls it dressing okay. because dressing denotes that it has more liquid and it's wet. Oh, so yeah. Where stuffing know. is less liquid and it's dry. And uh, a, a stuffing mainly has some type of not just uh, celery and onion content, but some type of fruit content. Okay. 
which is normally apples, a Granny Smith apple. And you are, can hear all this on Culinary Conversations you sure can. on the YouTube channel. Go ahead. As well as uh, the, uh, the apples I love since I've been here. I, I just bought a couple the other day. The Honeycrisp apples. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're my so goodness. good. So a dressing is more wet with chicken broth and your holy trinity, which is your bell pepper, celery, and onion mixture which is the staple uh, of the New Orleans, Louisiana area. And then also with dressing, they also add a bit of diced egg into it. Oh, okay. You know? And then you could also add some, uh, some uh, chicken giblets in it, so it has more of a, a, of a dressing aspect. And it's a longer cooking time. So for a dressing, per se, you can make your own cornbread, or you could cheat a little bit. You can do the Jiffy <laughs> Cornbread mix. Okay. And if you do the Jiffy Cornbread mix, follow the instructions. You probably use three boxes. Just multiply everything by three. I think it's one egg, a third cup of oil, and I think it's maybe three-quarters of a cup of milk. So triple it. Use a very big cast iron skillet. Once you get the mix prepared, you pretty much got some bananas in the house. Right. A two or three bananas yeah, is very sure. right. Peel those bananas, mash them up. Very, very good, like you're making banana but bread. Yeah. Add that into your Jiffy mix or your cornbread mix. Wow. That is your sweetness. No one would know there's bananas in it, but that's your sweetness. How about that? So once the cornbread is done and it's cooled, you can crumble it up. You've already had your sauteed holy trinity, your celery, your onions, your bell peppers with garlic, and your flavor enhances parsley, a little butter, salt and pepper, chicken broth. You add that into the crumbled cornbread mix that has the two or three bananas that's ripe, that's been sitting there staring at you for almost three or four yeah. days. <laughs> right. And then you add, as you mix it, you know it's still moist, but it's going to dry. So then you add liberally a little more chicken broth and a little milk, but you don't want to add too much where it becomes mealy. How about a that? lot of times we have it is so thick and so wet you can't enjoy it. So you want to have it where it has flavor, but not like crumble. So when you could do it with your hand like this and it comes into a ball, you're good. Oh wow. Then you can add some 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 grated nutmeg. You can add some cinnamon to it. You can add a little just a touch of allspice. Mix that up. Put that in a pan and let it bake. You get that aside of turkey and you have some gravy. How about people, that? People will start making sandwiches out of that. You're blowing my mind because who would have thought bananas to get the sweetness? I mean, that is fantastic. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. And what is the specialty that you're home? I just met your lovely wife. Okay. What is your specialty that you look forward to every year? What one dish? Well, my specialty dish I look forward to from my wife is turnip greens. Whoa. She does uh, turnip greens oh. or she does collard greens. Oh. And over the years, my wife is a diabetic. So... Within that, my cooking style and techniques have changed because of my household, sure. what's going on with my wife. So we started doing a vegan uh, collard greens, and we also do uh, smoked turkey. I buy the Godshaw's turkey. Nice. Turkey, uh, turkey bacon. Excellent. How about that? It gives a good flavor enhancer. And then if you want to go vegan, you'll use uh, a good apple cider vinegar or Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Doesn't matter. You could get a, a pot, a large pot, fill it about, about maybe close to two thirds, let's say half with water, 
You could throw uh, about maybe a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar in there. You could put in about maybe three tablespoons of chopped garlic and just let that go to a rolling boil. Chop your greens any way you want, smaller the better. Make sure you take the, the rib out because that's the tough part. Okay. You know, you could take the rib out, fold the greens, then chop them a, a chiffonade if you like. Put them in there, put a top on, stir them, let it cook, and let it cook for almost maybe an hour and a half to two hours, very low. You taste the greens, the apple cider vinegar, the acidic is going to break down the fibers of the greens to keep it from being so tight. How about that? It'll make it lay down. How about and that? Then you'll add some, a little more onion, you add a little more diced tomato, and then you'll use hot sauce because hot sauce, the acidic is in that. That's an instant flavor. We're not using any salt. We're using products that already contain sodium into that. How about and that? If you flavor it right and let it cook gently, you would swear it was meat. But it has a nice, <laughs> clean taste. But at the same time, it's, it's not tough. You know, many times people, you either have greens, they're like real tough, where it's like, these ain't really cooked. I'm not going to eat them. Or they've been cooked to death, where it's almost like broth. But, I mean... You could do it like that. And then if you want to use some smoked turkey, throw some smoked turkey in it for flavor if you need more flavor. And just from your input on our Thanksgiving show, it gives people a clear example of how you can teach them how to cook on right. YouTube. Yes. Culinary conversations, because it's very rare that we have a guest give instructions. I could do that. I mean, yeah, anyone, everything yeah. you're saying is very yeah. clear. Uh, you have the gift of teaching people. Yes. And I want to encourage everyone to go to YouTube. Yeah. Culinary Conversation, Chef Dundari. Mm -hmm. uh, we have about a minute and a half. Talk about Thanksgiving in general. What, what do well, you want to tell people? In Thanksgiving, you know, it's an opportunity and an allocated time for us to set aside time for family, friends, and loved ones, as well as those who are strangers to us. Yes. To sit at a table and fellowship and break bread and just reminisce off the goodness of being alive, having life, especially now with everything that's going on in yeah. the world today, homelessness, joblessness, pandemic, corona, uh, depression, isolation. Uh, everyone needs to feel some form of love and gratitude and respect for being human, if nothing else. And I think this is a time, especially this year, yes. this season, for us to really count our blessings. Absolutely. And not just count our blessings, but be a blessing to someone. And, and not just on that day, but every day. Start something new in your household. And keep those who are going through a hard time. A lot of people yes. get losing jobs. This, yes. that, and the other. Keep them in your thoughts on Thanksgiving. That's right. Definitely. That's right. And I, I had the benefit. I grew up very poor in Kensington. Mm. And my mother was a five-star cook. Wow. So even though we didn't have much money, our Thanksgivings were special. Right. Because she was cooking you know, 25 sides, this, that, and wow. the other thing. Yeah. So, you know, t use Thanksgiving as a time to, you know, break out, do mm -hmm. something different. Mm -hmm. You just gave us three recipes that are unique and different, and uh, try something new, right? Yeah, try something new. Try All right. something new. And you guys love those tips. You go right to YouTube, Culinary Conversations. And, and it's very rare for us to have a guest on the show who's explaining cooking as clearly 
as you did. Oh, thank so you, you so can much. get that from the YouTube channel. Sure, and I hope that you would watch the channel. And also, I was very interactive. I wanted to be interactive. So please leave a comment. Talk to me. Tell me what you uh, discovered. What you you bought a new vegetable. You don't know what to do with it. Exactly. How do, I do it. And I'll be glad to do, you know conversate back and forth with you, and we could do a show. And also on my show, I'm going to be having uh, guests. My oh. first guest was my wife. Oh, I think great! Episode eight. So I encourage you to check it out because we did a Mediterranean show. But I'm going to have some other guests because That's you fantastic. know, just like musicians, chefs hang out. So That's I'm right. going to have some chefs and some cooks, as well as non-cooks or non-chefs, awesome. come on my show because it's a conversation. And before we go, give your tags. Where can people find you yeah. on social media? Uh, my main tag is Chef Dondari, D-O-N-D-A-R-I. I have YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I just started TikTok. And you can go to my website by the same name, ChefDonDairy.com. Now, definitely go to that website because that'll give them all the information. Sure. You'll see recipes. You'll see uh, the things I do in the community uh, as well as, uh, you know, recipes and cooking uh, techniques and whatnot. And I'll tell you what, that was one of our best uh, cooking segments we've had. Oh, <laughs> that was fantastic. So if you enjoyed how easy he made it. Yeah. Uh, just go to his uh, YouTube channel, Culinary Conversations. Chef, it's an honor to have you being a good friend of our show. Thank oh, you. Thank you for, for inviting me, and thank you for being a, a friend of the show. Yeah, definitely. the show is awesome. Thank you. At Cook Unity, they believe food is a great connector and should be ready in minutes when you are. That's why I'm introducing you to a personalized meal subscription service tailored to your dietary needs with over 150 meals to choose from per week. At Cook Unity, you can eat like you have a private chef delivering meals to your door. And if you sign up using the code A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S in all caps, you can get $30 off your first and second week's order. So sign up at cookunity.com and begin eating well without effort. Sporting Chance Podcast. Crack one open and give this podcast a chance. It is a weekly rundown of Philly sports, a dive into craft beer, and a peek at the sports memorabilia collection of Matthew Maratea, which is also me. Join me as I am a lifelong fan, a craft beer industry worker, and a sports writer as I'm trying to tie together all of my passions for give you, the listeners, a refreshing look at the world of sports and beer. You can tune in on iTunes, uh, Anchor, Spotify, and any number of other podcasting apps. So be sure to check it out and look for it weekly, the Sporting Chance Podcast. Hello, Danielle. You are live on the air, dining on a dime. Uh, this is Danielle, Hi. the chef uh, and proprietor of KSGpodcast.com. We are having a great Thanksgiving show, and we are so excited Let's let our listeners know about your uh, Thanksgiving ideas. Well, obviously you need turkey to have a good Thanksgiving dinner. And honestly, most people do stuff their turkeys, but a lot of people don't really know that you probably shouldn't. Um, it is considered a potentially hazardous food because a lot of people will mix it in with eggs or other materials, oils, garlic, and then, of course, the drippings and juices from the turkey itself. But because it's so hard to control the temperature inside the cavity of a large bird like a turkey, it can actually 
not get up to the proper temperature. And once you do get it to the proper temperature, your problem is then that it's going to have uh, probably a dry turkey breast, which nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what what ideas do you have for people? Uh, what is your Thanksgiving go-to? I know you're in Canada, so your Thanksgiving was in October, but go ahead. Well, before you go into that, um, let me ask you, because I was doing some research, and I mean, I do cook, um, but I was doing some research on things that I haven't ever done. Um, if you've ever done this, or would, would you ever recommend, I've seen, I saw online that to increase the um the tenderness of the chicken and you know if it's stuffed to have it cook inside an oven bag <laughs> would you ever do that i mean i know that's a little like <gasps> for a chef but <laughs> i mean there there are so many ridiculous techniques that you know i've seen and and none of them are off the table because it is so important to have a really succulent kind of meat that you're getting out of the product. I mean, I've seen chefs who will take turkeys and leave them out at room temperature and then put ice packs on the turkey breast so that the legs start cooking before the rest of the meat. And honestly, you know, some techniques work and, and some don't. And it's all about experimenting and finding, you know, recipes that you love and, and your own personal cooking techniques. Okay. Uh, we've been talking a lot about, uh, non-traditional uh, turkey or, or different things to throw out at Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, maybe you guys don't want to, are having a smaller thing, don't want to have a 12, 14-pound bird on the table. Maybe you just don't like turkey. Uh, is there, you know, a, a second meat maybe on your table or, or something that you really like around the holiday that is a little bit uh, not average or not par for the course? Um, sometimes we'll do lamb, which it, it can be expensive. I know. It, it can be really tasty. Um, and then also a lot of people do a small ham as well, which, you know, can be really good for feeding a smaller amount of people. And one of my favorite things to do personally is, you know, if it's just me and my kids and my fiance, whatever, we will just honestly grab a couple turkey breasts, pound them out with a meat mallet stuff them with some stuffing or some chopped walnuts and cranberries, roll them up, tie them up with butcher's twine, <laughs> and then toss that in the oven. And you can just slice them perfectly, and, and it's perfect servings for a smaller group of people. Synchronicity. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of our other castmates, John Cole, had uh, just described something similar, doing like a t uh, turquetta. Yeah. Um, and and so that's what he had described. Would you recommend doing like <laughs> maybe a smaller um, bird, like a Cornish hen, so everyone has an individual um, little bird in front of them? Whoa, Cornish hen. I'm not made of money here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can afford it. I mean, Cornish heads are delicious. They are delicious. Um, you know, we'll even do just a chicken. Um, uh, our household favorite is instead of doing a turkey, we'll do a duck, which um, they can be a little more expensive too, but it's so good. And there's so many uses for the duck fat that comes with that too. So Nice. And, and let's get into your podcast real quick. Your podcast is basically... Like going to cooking school through a podcast. Is that right, Danielle? 
Essentially, yes. So it's KSG Podcast. Uh, take a minute to explain your podcast, and we'll get back into the turkey talk. So I went to culinary school, and I realized that there was kind of this gap between culinary school and between cooking in a professional setting. And then there's this influx of home cooks right now because everybody's staying home. And a lot of people started reaching out to me saying, you know, can you teach me how to do this? And, you know, what's a way that I can cook bacon without getting the grease splattered on me? And, you know, I was like, just put it on a tray in the oven. <laughs> you know, it's just very simple things that you know as a professional cook that home cooks don't know. And I realized there there is, you know, People want to know these things, but they don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on textbooks and expensive knives. And it, it should be general knowledge, right? So I kind of made this curriculum type podcast to, to share from beginning to end exactly how you could go from a home cook to being a, a professional cook, essentially. And I love the fact that your show goes from beginner to, you know, you, you uh, progress. Exactly. You, you started yeah. simple and you progressed. Uh Let's do one more thing. What about, and that is ksgpodcast.com. What about uh, apps? You had said something about apps. Apps? Like appetizers? Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Appetizers? (laughs) Yes. Okay. We thought you were talking um, about phone apps, and I'm like, why would they have a phone app? Wee's a strong word. I was going to say, Wee's definitely a strong word. But let's, let's talk about Thanksgiving apps real quick. What do you suggest? Okay, so um, my favorite one personally is a cranberry jalapeno dip. I mean, at that point, oh, I'm just oh. I'm done for dinner. I don't even want dinner. I'm just snacking on that all day long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like doing the little um, caramelized onion brie tarts, the yeah, poppable ones. So good. So good. Yeah. And a good charcuterie board, <laughs> having that out. Hmm. And what is your number That's one thing? Yeah, what is your number one Thanksgiving tip, Danielle? What would you say? How can I make my Thanksgiving more simplified? What is your go-to dish that you would suggest? Honestly, I'd say the biggest. You know, I mean, it's a holiday surrounding being, you know, with your friends and your family and enjoying that. But a lot of people don't get to because they spend all day in the kitchen. So my biggest tip is honestly just prepare as much as you possibly can ahead of time. Okay. And then all you have to do is throw a turkey in the oven on the day of. And and then you get to actually spend time with all of these people that you don't get to see on a regular basis. And, you know, my I think Thanksgiving go to is also to remember to have you know, a soup and a salad, something vegetarian or vegan, gluten-free, because there's always that one person that you forget about that's coming and you realize <laughs> right. last minute, oh my God, I have nothing to feed these people, right? Uh, oh, that's true. But KSGpodcast.com, social media is, Danielle, give us your social media and then we're going to have Amherst has one more question we're going to go. Social media? Uh, social media, most of them are at KSG Podcast. And you can find the Kitchen Survival Guide podcast on any platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite creators. And before we let you go, Amherst has one quick question for you. I'm going to let our listeners go out with uh, with Danielle and on a subject matter that everyone usually loves, which is dessert. Oh, yeah. I know our traditional desserts are apple pie or pumpkin pie, but is there a um, dessert that you would wow your guests with? 
Honestly, personally, I don't love sweets, so okay. I would go with something more like a sweet potato pie. Oh, um, but I'm honestly, I'm a horrible baker. Like you're either a cook <laughs> or you're a baker. There's no in between. I just I can't. Do it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. One second, give us another app then, because your first app was fantastic. What other app idea do you like? Um, I do. I've done a couple times some Hasselback beets with like a dill vinaigrette and. Mm. Honestly, it's just me and my mom who love them, but they're so good. <laughs> oh, that does sound good. Okay, SGPodcast.com. Daniel, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. KSGPodcast.com. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks so much. Have a great day. That was some great tips. We've already had some brilliant ideas, and our next guest. And I love that her, her dessert was more of a, a savory dessert. Yes. And her podcast is like going to culinary school without going to culinary school. Yeah. And she really dives into a lot of uh, culinary history. The last one I listened to, it was the history of uh, Mesopotamia and all the rich food cultures that have come from that region. Because it's one of the first that was ever civilized. So everything kind of starts from there. That's actually brilliant. Now we have a treat for our listeners. Tony from Weaverville Web Design. Uh, Tony used to cook at the Waffle House, and he slings the grill. He is our second home cook of the day. We had two chefs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now this is our second home cook. Tony, welcome to the show. Let's talk Thanksgiving, buddy. What are your best food items on Thanksgiving? Well, we like to do up a, a really kind of special ham dressing that we uh, that we usually bake around the ham itself since we're we lean more toward ham than turkey down here on the side of the mountain. <laughs> so, oh. what is uh, what is the the special dressing? What we do is, um, if you're taking your ham and you're uh, and you're parboiling it a little, you're going to end up with some really good juice. And we usually take that and use that instead of uh, water for the uh, the dressing mix. And then we take little bits of. Uh, ham itself and actually slice it in two and uh, what we do is we cook it in the pan around the ham so that when you do the brown sugar pineapple glaze with the pineapple rings and the you know crispy little maraschino cherries stuck through the pineapple rings and you glaze all that then all that pineapple and 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 brown sugar glaze ends up like seasoning the, the dressing too I also so like just the very top of it has almost like a, a candy coating that's just oh, that sounds divine. Good. That sounds good. I want to clarify when he's saying dressing, that's his side of the mountain talk. That's right. For, oh, I know, for, for stuffing. We just discussed that yesterday. Uh, yeah. The South calls it dressing, right, Tony? <laughs> right. But if if we were going to make the dressing stuffing, we would be we would be dealing with a whole pig. I think it's just called dressing because it doesn't actually get stuck in anything, and we're, we're grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent tip, Tony, but I want to I dive into your home cooking knowledge. Uh, we love our home cook listeners. Uh, what else would you do on Thanksgiving Day that, that, is, uh, that is a good idea? What else do you have? What is I, I guess you could call it heart-stopping um, creamed corn. Oh, that's what I want. Go ahead. Um, okay. 
in, in the south, in the south, it's either it's either fried or it's creamed. Otherwise, it's it's just not considered a, a viable food product <laughs> usually. Right. So, um, with the, the creamed corn, you want to take uh, a couple of you can you can use frozen corn. Take take two bags of frozen corn and two, maybe three full sticks of butter. Oh. Yeah, th- yes, I said three. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's where the heart-stopping portion of it is. Um, then you're gonna you're gonna bring that up, and you're gonna bring that up to temp, and then you're gonna take a couple tablespoons of cornstarch and put that in about a three-quarters cup, maybe a cup of milk, or um, half and half is really, really just rich, divine stuff. And then you're gonna you're gonna mix those two together. Put your cornstarch in your milk, and then mix that slowly into your corn and butter. And you are going to have cream corn that you, it's just to die for. I mean, not not because your cholesterol will go up, but <laughs> it, it, it'll taste so good. Wow. And what about main courses, Tony? Are you a traditional put the turkey in the oven guy, or do you do you uh, you know switch off, or do you do something else? Well, we um, and usually we have a lot of people over. Okay. Um, so typically we tried to have it set up to where we pre-cooked as much as we could and just kind of had things finishing pretty close to the time people were going to be showing up. And then we would just be like setting out sides and pies and, you know, the three different kinds of potato salad because, you know, Aunt May doesn't like onion and, you know, <laughs> none of, none of uh, Bobby's kids like pickles. So. I've been to a lot of those. Uh, people don't like onions in their potato salad, so they got to make two. I've been to those. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I love onions. So, um, and my uncle. I'm talking uh, celery too. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm talking about like he talked about creamed corn. I I'm talking about there's like a creamed onion thing. Pearl onions. Pearl onions. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, and I am obsessed with that. Like my uncle and I are the only ones that like it. So we're like yes, because every. Everyone else hates it. How about you? Do you like the pearled cream onions, or are you not a fan? I'm fascinated. I think I have to try it because I am. I'm kind of an onion, scallion, garlic. Um, down here, we have something called ramps. Do you have ramps? We we do. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> it's a version okay, of. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a. I'm an onion head, so I would love to try it, but I've never actually, I hadn't even heard of it until you just mentioned it. Yeah, it's like, oh, that is such, I'm glad to, to, I'm so happy to introduce you to it. It's very small onions in like a cream sauce. So it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like an onion, maybe. Onions, because it's basically the difference between a martini and a gamlet, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. That's tastes good with onions. What would be your favorite drink to have while uh, sitting down for Thanksgiving? What's your go-to drink, Tony, at Thanksgiving? Now, see, I've been spoiled. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What's your favorite drink? Um, I'm. For, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think my favorite thing to have, and it's not usually with the meal, it's after or before, and that would be like a nice, um, slightly warm glass of Grand Meunier. Ooh. Nice. Um, just a little bit of cognac, a little bit of the, you know, it's got that orange hint to it, the, mm-hmm. just 
a really small snifter of that on a, you know, it's kind of a cool, brisk day out. And you just ate way more than any human possibly should, even though you were you remembered to bring the eating pants. <laughs> you know, it, it still helps. Have you ever had um, the a mold wine? Um, a mold wine. Yeah, it's like... like a, no, I think I've had mold cider mm-hmm. because we have so many apple orchards in this area. It's like more more apple cider than, than vineyard land around here. So I've, I've had quite a few mold ciders, but I don't think I've had, had any mold wines. Is that uh, a red wine or a white wine? Thing? It's a Well, you can do either, but um, I personally prefer red wine. Yeah, it's just a, what is it? A, a slightly warm kind of like wine with yeah. the mulling the spices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's the, the mulling spices. A noodle shop like hot sake. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tony, listen. Uh, let's give one more tip, and then we're going to let you tell the great folks about Weaverville Web Design, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit. and We're going to end the show. I'd also love to hear. Do we have an update from our contest winners? Oh yeah. Uh yes, that's being handled. Tony, okay. talk yeah. about talk about uh yeah. your next favorite thing, then we gotta wrap it up and we're gonna have you talk about Weaverville web design. Okay, a couple things. Technically it's not potato salad and they are not deviled eggs. <laughs> oh. Unless somebody put paprika on them somewhere. <laughs> okay. Right. If it if it's and uh, 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 one more question. You're getting uh, very upset guys. over this. I, I need I need help here. I ran into an experience. I didn't know what to do. The paprika pops. We were we were at a holiday dinner at a relative's house. I will not name names. They're going to know who it is anyway here in a moment because it's such a weird situation. <laughs> I'm eating my favorite things in the world. I'm eating mashed potatoes. I'm eating green beans. Okay, and there is like no sodium in either one of these these food products, <laughs> and it's it's just depressing to me. It's it's disappointing to me. I need salt. I'm looking everywhere for a salt shaker. I'm trying to be low key. I'm trying not to make a scene. I have to ask, where's the salt shaker? We don't have one. <gasps> I'm sorry. You, you, what? He brought a bowl of salt in a spoon. <laughs> he set a bowl of salt in front of me with a spoon, and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, let's see. How high can I make my blood pressure in front of everyone else? <laughs> hey, Tony, let's talk oh about goodness. Let's Have give the folks. You know what? Let's it, tell the folks where we can find Weaverville Web Design because we're running out of time. Go ahead. And Weaverville Web Design. Uh, you yes, want to. WeavervilleWebDesign.com. And, and what about Twitter at Weaverville Web? Excellent, excellent. And Tony, thank you. So, oh, good. Amaris has one question. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't a question. I was just going to say if if it was salt in a bowl with a little spoon, they were just trying to be fancy. <laughs> they were upgrading. No, it's a regular tablespoon. It was a regular spoon. Oh, basically dumped a, a, oh yeah, then a that's not so fancy. The they're they're giving people high blood yeah, pressure. It's awkward. Tony, mm-hmm. once again, once again, as always, WeavervilleWebDesign.com, correct? Come see us, yes. We can help with uh, restaurant menus and all of your ultra-fast online needs. We specialize in making it fast and easy to read on the phone. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. No, thank you guys for having me, man. It's a blast. It's fun, it's fun yeah. Fun talking to you guys. Thank you, Tony. 
Um, now we have two minutes. <laughs> Thank you. We have two minutes left in the show. I'm going to go to each of you uh, for your input because we've heard from the two very successful chefs. We've heard from two incredible home cooks. Amaris Pollock, food photojournalist. Your go-to Thanksgiving, then we'll give Matt's, and then we'll uh, give our tags and win the show. Good. Um, I mean, I've roasted a turkey a few times in the past, but I'm usually in charge of the sides. So this year, I'm doing an acorn squash. Um, I'm going to roast it slowly in a brown butter herb sauce, and I'm going to add a little hint of bourbon and a little bit of sweetness just to like kind of do a sweet savory with that nice nutty flavor of the acorn squash. Um, and then I'm doing my go-to, which is steamed carrots, but I don't just, <laughs> I'm a little I was about bougie. To say, you got something else with the steamed carrots. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm a bit bougie, so I usually <laughs> steam them with like herbs in the in the water and then I'll, I'll infuse it further with an herb, like I'll whip, I literally will whip butter with that and Wow. And you know, grind up the herbs and whatnot. So yeah, that sounds good, actually. <laughs> All right, give your tags and tell the folks where they can find you. You can find me um, on Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm usually under Amaris Pollock, which is my name, or A R P O L L O C K U S. And Cook's Unity. Yes. Talk and I Unity. was going to say, um, Cook Unity, you can go on my profile and click, click the link tree, and you can go get. A discount, a huge discount by using AR Polycus. Um, it's right now they're doing a deal where it's sixty dollars off of the nice. first order and sixty dollars off of your second order. Um, and then you can also go online to on that little on the link tree and click on One Hope Wine and have your wines delivered to your door. And they have Black Friday deals right now. Yeah. Matt Maritea, alcohol expert, your final thoughts, your final best dish, and then give your tags. All right. So <laughs> if you guys are into the Thanksgiving-themed cocktail, I've got one for you. It can be served hot or iced, right? It is an apple cider mojito, right? So you can have the warm apple cider or you can have it cold, whichever you prefer. And I know it may seem counterintuitive. Apple and mint together with the cinnamon, for whatever reason, it all works and it goes well before the meal, after the meal, during the meal. It's great. All you need is ice, the juice of one lemon. You got half an ounce of your favorite kind of uh, gold rum, apple cider, mint for a garnish, apple slices for garnish, cinnamon sticks for garnish. If you want to go nuts, I like. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a presentation flair nice. kind of guy. Uh, so basically, you just have to fill the glasses up with ice, add the rum. You want to squeeze in a little bit of that lemon juice. And then add your cider, and essentially you're done unless you want to go nuts with the garnish. That's actually fantastic. Yeah. Or and if you're like me and add a little bit more rum. <laughs> <laughs> and give your tags because you are uh, all over the place. Tell everyone where they can find you. Right. And also, if you're looking for beer, go for cranberry beer. It goes the best. Oh, and okay. skip the sauce. Drink the beer. <laughs> I am at M Maratea22. That's M M A R A T E A. 
on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the podcast, the Sporting Chance Podcast, uh, at Sport Chance Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me anywhere there. You'll see all the links to our beautiful studio here at Last Out Media for both the blog writing and the podcast. And the next podcast, I'm recording a couple minutes after this nice. is done. Uh, yeah. Okay, and we're going to wrap up the show. Dining on a Dime, the number one on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we just had a 200% increase in followers. Uh, also, I want you, everyone to go to Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S.com. There's a food radio show section. Uh, you can find all of our past shows. Plus, I also have uh, a search engine on the site. I have 622 restaurant reviews. You can go to the search engine and look for the review of the restaurant you're looking to go to. And you can also get a 100% increase on your gift card. <laughs> That's right. If you buy through lastoutmedia.com right now, you get $100 worth. Well, for every $100 worth of podcast time you buy, we give you another 100 Lastoutmedianetwork.com. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media, on Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.